Hello, beautiful beings. Welcome back to the Red Moon Medicine Sanctuary. I'm your host, Mala, and I'm so grateful to have you guys back here again. Um, hopefully you notice <laughs> that um, the sound quality has improved. <laughs> I did get a new microphone um, that I'm really excited to test out and play around with. Um, continuing to improve and nurture this space. It is a process, but I, I feel like the microphone was rather necessary <laughs> for this audio experience. So I hope you um, now enjoy it a bit better a bit better, and can hear better and um, yeah, can kind of dive into it more comfortably. So welcome. Um, today on this episode, we are continuing to explore the alchemy of elemental communion um, and connecting with the elements and how they can offer us their deep medicine and their deep healing through the archetypes that they embody, the energies that they hold, and the medicine that they offer. So today we are talking about Grandfather Flame of Fire, the energy of fire. This um, for me is rather close to my heart somehow as I feel a lot of um, resonance with fire and holds a lot of this energy within my being. Um, you know, in the realms of astrology, I, I carry a lot of fire energy in my birth chart and there's this big alignment with it um, in my life. And I also just feel this within my being in general. So <laughs> perhaps it feels a bit more detailed, this one, because I just flowed in a, in a different way and a lot of things just came out in ways that I can relate to it. But yeah, this is also the exploration with me and my discovery of the elements as um, some that I connect more with and some less with and learning them in these different ways and peeling away these layers of them that I, I never knew before. And I also found this with fire, so it was really interesting to piece it all together in a, and is a, continuing a journey of piecing it together and discovering all these new aspects of it that I haven't known before. So yeah, <laughs> let's dive right in. Um, so fire being our ancient grandfather, for he carries the wisdom of the old ones. He is old as time itself, um, before humans knew tangibly how to make fire. Um, he existed within our very souls. Um, he lives within us um, and so is as old as our first ancestors, as our first creatures upon this earth, as life itself. He is the one um, embodying the beings that have passed and crossed through his sacred fires. And he offers us his teachings, his medicine, and shares with us blessings of action, of courage, of strength, and deep wisdom. He's here to teach us of our own true nature, of our own authentic expression, revealing ourselves to our souls and our hearts. He is the power within us to create 
and to burn away what no longer serves us. And fire particularly is an interesting and rather unique element for he he takes his form often by consuming other form. In most cases, it is wood um, by forest fires or, you know, bonfires and things like this. Um, fueled by air and tamed by water. And in this way, his consuming nature of always existing tied to another form um, is his transforming nature and his destroying nature for in order for him to take form something else must die something else must be changed and annihilated and turned into something new um, like wood into ash or also our fears into love and trust our ancestors huddled around him for warmth and light in the cold dark nights he supported us in transmuting our food into something edible and nourishing for us to enjoy and to eat. Communities sat around him. He is often the center gathering space for where ceremonies were held, where the hearth of a community, the center of a community was held around a fire, where the people gathered in storytelling and in energetic exchange and in nurturing and tending to their relations. And in this way, his nature invites us uh, into deeper communion with all things, with our communities, with our families, with ourselves, yet also far beyond uh, humans into the natural world, um, seeing our relationship to the, the earth and all of her beings and all the rhythms and cycles that we flow with. And he supports us in this deepening of our connection to the land, to our community, and to our own spirituality. The way that fire is always, or often, let's say, tied to something um, reveals his medicine uh, of communion and reveals to us the importance of communion his relation to another being so intimately and so closely and so vitally shows us how we are also bound to each other. We are also um, intimately tied to all things. We are not just ourselves, but it's we are one piece of this intricate web of relations. And he supports us in nurturing these connections nurturing our communities um, he is like the hearth at a center of a home um, the heart of the home you know like perhaps that is the kitchen or the living room where all beings gather it is called the the heart of the house and uh, the heart is associated with fire and his many blessings um but beyond this, also throughout human experience, fire was regarded as a deeply spiritual form. For like I said, he was often the, the center, integral uh, space within ceremonies being held in different ways or different rituals. Um, for this fire lives within us as the spark of life, something that is felt but not necessarily seen. 
uh, not unlike air. Um, yeah, and he is so important to ceremony spaces and rituals in this way where he supports the space and he reminds us of our own divinity. He reminds us that we are far beyond our physical form, but our spirits and a fire, a deep, powerful fire lives within us that we may honor and respect and uh, a physical fire that we can see is like a totem that we may um, infuse with this energy and direct this focus into to honor our own inner fire. And he protects us in this space. Also, working with incense or burning herbs can be another way that uh, this is manifested within a ceremony or uh, a ritual that one is holding for themselves, perhaps. Um, burning herbs or around the space or on one's body can support in protecting the space, protecting the energy, and um, also clearing and purifying the space from any harm harmful influences. He is the power of creation through annihilation, completely destroying what must die so that one can be reborn into something new. So supporting us within ourselves to clear away what no longer serves us, clearing away old, rotten, or unnerving habits or ideologies or patterns and ushering in a space of growth um, for something new, more supportive and beneficial to grow. Our grandfather banishes any harmful influences when he is present. He destroys any habits or behaviors that don't serve us anymore. He clears away also disease in the physical form. Um, so when we are working with fire, we can also he can also support us in this way of uh, healing our physical ailments or diseases. Um, and just holding a space for purity, fire purifies. And in this way, he is uh, intimately tied to air. Um, both are active and moving and changing. Um, but where air is unbound and always flowing and formless, fire is tied to something else. He is a f more of a physical form. This is his consuming nature, always in relation. And this air fuels fire. Um, in this way, feeding um, action with intention for our air is our intentions and our ideas. And fire gives us the energy to create these things into a physical form. Where air is always searching and expanding and learning, fire finds a deeper sense of meaningfulness and sustenance. Fire holds the energy that is needed to actually make things happen, to really manifest them. For air um, within itself can uh, intend and dream and fantasize, yet uh, it, it it's not the energy necessarily that supports it actually coming to fruition um, for it is a formless uh, energy. <laughs> so fire supports and reflects air in this way to um, actually bring things into existence 
to to have that energy to really create and earth is supports this energy in the way of actually making it last for fire on its own um, isn't necessarily the energy to make things last um, fire it can start things can uh, begin to create something for fire is this spark of life that uh, that holds the energy to actually make things happen and earth supports us in this way of actually making it last for she is grounding and dense and heavy and so she uh, can help continue on the the life process and to nurture its growth in this way he is the force of manifesting of bringing into existence what is planted by air um, also integrating information to transform it into something real and tangible in, in our physical world. He is also a masculine energy, carrying the force of intensity into all things. When he is in balance, he offers the energy needed to bring things to fruition, like I said. Um is our passion the purpose to make this life worth living our inner fire that it that burns within us that uh, inspires us to live this life in the ways that are important to us to create art to make love and to do all these things that make life worth living he is this energy that inspires us this creative energy for life to expand from to feel pleasure from to live in the primal he is our drive that focuses the scattered energy of air, bringing direction into something um, that is boundless. Air, um, like we talked about in the last episode, may live deeper in the dream realm where our ideas and our visions exist, where our fantasies are nurtured and fire grounds this energy into action moving towards these intentions and creating something tangible and focused out of them. He is this force and intensi intensity that penetrates into um, this world, uh, this heat and this drive. And we can ask ourselves through these expressions, how, how are we authentically expressing ourselves? How are we creating... Um, what is important to us and what is important to us what drives us what ignites this fire within us that makes us excited for life for he fans these fires of our soul and reveals us to our passions he inspires us to take this action and to move towards them reminding us that we have the power within us to create what we want and to burn away what no longer serves he is our guide, yet does not work for us. We must still decide that for ourselves. Uh, although we may feel this, uh, this energy, this fire, this spark within us, it is still up to us to, to move towards it, to do something about it, to be authentic and courageous within ourselves, to move towards it, even though perhaps it may be uncomfortable or scary or unknown. Mm, trusting in this this energy this fire 
guide that protects us in this space and always always leads us to where we are needed for he is our guide he carries the wisdom of the light and the dark the eternal flame that clears the path from confusion and allows us to see more clearly to see truly what is important to us and to reveal the truth in all things and so asking ourselves, what is my truth? What is my authentic expression? And am I embodying this in my actions and in the way that I live my life? He is also our willpower. Like I said, um, our will to, to really do these things, to follow through with our ideas, to create something tangible from them. How badly do we really want something? Is it enough to move towards it and really make it happen? And if we aren't making it happen, what is holding us back? This medicine offers us the energy to create, to allow our hearts and our passions to guide us, while at the same time supporting us in breaking away habits, destroying diseases, bringing us into our fullness and our full potential, showing us our own ability to lead, our own strength that we carry to do what must be done, and our own vitality that lives through us and keeps us healthy and strong and moving. Supporting or working with his medicine supports us <laughs> in finding our courage to follow the path that is meant for us to be brave in the face of challenges or in these feelings of uncomfortableness <laughs> or unknowing. He is our strength and our will to create what it is that we desire. Um, and in the ways that he may be embodied within our beings, more kind of energetically or uh, behaviorally um, is potentially this outspoken nature um, strong in their expression um, always kind of wanting to to say what must be said to to be honest in their expression and perhaps sometimes this comes out as bluntness but uh, and maybe it can sometimes be a bit uh, aggressive to the perception of some people but it doesn't always necessarily come from a place of aggression or anger or rudeness it's just the <laughs> in a way the passion to express uh, something that means a lot to them and so it's just very forward in this way um, perhaps also the energy may lean towards vanity or egoism in some ways because this energy of fire is very rooted um, in our expression, in our individuality in some ways. Although he is the tender of communities, he also longs to express himself in the ways that are truest to his soul and his heart. And so there's a lot of energy also directed within um, asking, you know, what is important to me and uh, how do I express myself? Like, how, what does my art look like? What, what does my creativity look like? Um, and this vanity isn't necessarily a, 
you know, an exp- uh, and an obsession with oneself. It, it can also be just a deep sense of self-love, um, of loving oneself and being fascinated by our own expression of our own existence, of the way that we live our lives. And uh, giving yourself the space and compassion to be exactly who you are. Honoring our egos, um, which is also an expression of this fire as being an integral part of our identity. Our ego is what allows us to be strong individuals that can play around in this space of expression. It allows us to be unique and different from the crowd, (laughs) although we are all the same in many ways and undeniably tied together we are also still experiencing our own unique journeys and there is uh, validity that can be found in this and found in our individuality and honoring our uniqueness and our differences Um, fire longs to burn freely and so people that carry a lot of fire energy within them similar to air also um, holds a lot of value in their freedom um, in some ways freely being able to express themselves wholeheartedly and when they feel like they aren't being true to themselves there can be a lot of um, un- challenge in this wanting to break free yet perhaps feeling weighed down in some ways yet also physical freedom so perhaps um, traveling like feeling a call to traveling just like air or moving around a lot, or maybe even staying single, or exploring polyamory, or open relationships where you kind of don't feel comfortable necessarily to be tied down to one place, or one being, or one experience, but wanting to, at least in certain moments in your life, or certain phases, wanting to explore different experiences, and different options, and different people, or maybe multiple people at once, and (laughs) seeing Um, where this guides you and how this feels for you perhaps people who carry a lot of fire are more comfortable with these kinds of expressions than others who maybe have a more grounded or um, depth in their energy like water or um, earth and through this way fire naturally attracts people to their warm energy like a moth to a flame um, they radiate this this fieriness this light and this warmth that people just feel drawn to um, and people want to connect with although another point on the spectrum <laughs> uh, there can be like I touched on earlier a lot of energy to start things And to create projects and yet not a lot of follow through to um, bring them into their completion. Kind of like a spark that burns hot and strong and yet fades very quickly. And so exploring how this plays out within our beings. Do we find ourselves starting a lot of different projects or having a lot of different ideas but not actually bringing them into a space where they have a solid foundation and can be nurtured to their completion or to their sustenance Um, anger is also another expression of this fiery energy and um, 
Those who kind of let their fire burn too hot may feel these bursts of sudden and intense rage and frustration. Perhaps people finding themselves losing control really easily and burning everything in sight. Um, and not having this uh, stability within themselves. For fire isn't innately malicious or even or evil, but he does ask for a delicate balance between this freedom and this control, a delicate balance between destruction and preservation, where this destruction that he carries serves a purpose to continue to feed the cycles of life. It is not just uh, mindless destruction just for the sake of harming others. It is to continue to preserve and nurture the cycles and rhythms of life. And so finding also a balance with, within ourselves of this freedom of expression and being honest with ourselves when these feelings of anger come up, yet also learning to express them in a way that is healthy and controlled so that uh, you and others don't get harmed in the process. Um, and people who play with fire <laughs> or have a lot of fire within themselves, um, it, it is an integral to find this balance and to learn to express it in these ways. Um, this balance asks to know when to expand, when to grow, and when to rest and sit still and wait and we don't have to be afraid of anger. It is just about learning to express these emotions in supportive ways that honor their complexities. Uh, in this way, one begins to release their anger without being controlled by it, and instead learning to work with it um, in this way reveals its true intentions and reveals its deep medicine that it carries. For anger has a place in the vast spectrum of our emotional depth in our in our beings, and um, it serves its purpose and it serves its medicine. It is there for a reason. It's not something that we need to be afraid of or want to run away from, or try and hide. Um, instead, a, a way that we can, when we, let me start that again. When we. <laughs> Um, when we actually run away and hide from this anger, that is when it becomes uncontrollable and when it um, gets lost in the depths, um, when it actually it's trying to show us something, perhaps trying to show us that perhaps something in our life isn't working and is asking for change. And it's ca calling for more intense action to reestablish balance within our beings and yeah when we reject these emotions we are actually feeding its uncontrollable behavior and these outbursts instead when we honor anger and when we accept it as one piece of the uh, of our emotional bodies that we that perhaps may feel uncomfortable or scary um, but one then may begin to see the deeper value of their presence and understand also its healthy expression. 
and we can explore in this way what it means and looks like for us to embody this fiery energy. Um, physically also, um, of course, fire is heat. <laughs> um, heat and light and uh, living within this kind of heavenly realm he is also embodied within our inner light of awareness and consciousness that lives in our hearts and he is the physical health of our heart a strong healthy heart is also a strong healthy inner fire that supports and balances us and so we can ask ourselves how is our heart how is our heart feeling physically, um, the, the rhythms of its pumps, our pulse? Do we feel a presence in our heart? Um, and also energetically, do we feel a lot of grief? Are we feeling sadness or a heavy heart? Or does it feel light and calm and balanced? Also our digestive fire that transmutes our food into nourishment and fuel and energy for our body to enjoy and live this life vitally and full of energy. So we can also ask ourselves, how is our digestion? Do we feel like it's flowing easy and smoothly and supporting us and clearing away physically and energetically what no longer serves us? Or do we feel backed up and constipated um, or like something isn't running as smooth as it can be. So exploring these different physical manifestations of how fire may live within us. Also, um, fire carries the sparkle in our eyes that reflects our inner radiance. And so a balanced inner fire um, is sparkly eyes, is also a settled mind and clear thoughts, where perhaps air is more scattered and moving. Fire focuses this energy, and we may feel also um, this calm mind that allows us to see clearly and think clearly and know what must be done. And yet when the energy is disturbed, it may be manifested as eyes that are dull, um, that are maybe don't have that sparkle and that vitality in them. And a person may feel like they're not all there, like their soul and their spark and their inner joy is dimmed or not as present as it can be. Mm, or perhaps uh, we feel that our, th our thoughts are running ahead of us and we're losing control of them. Um, so exploring these different uh, physical expressions. Our sexual energy is also another manifestation of fire <laughs> and our reproductive health in general. So our yonis and our groins carry this fiery energy of birth and lovemaking and life-giving. Um, so exploring also our reproductive health, how are these spaces feeling for us? How is our sexual energy expressed? Do we feel a lot of passion and energy in this way? Or is it perhaps more calm? Or maybe feeling frustrated in, in its expression? And what we can do to honor these emotions? 
Um, yeah. <laughs> and diving into the, the honoring and the working with fire and how we may um, physically, through practices or through these questions and props, prompts uh, support our exploration of fire this energy that lives within us and gives us that spark of life um, the sun is uh, more obvious <laughs> and very present expression of fire for the sun is the biggest one of the biggest forces of life that feeds life to all things is warmth supports the life on earth and makes it possible for our mother to be fertile and nourished and so um, starting a sun bathing practice where we sit and bask in our grandfather's warmth and vitality <laughs> um, is a potent way of connecting with light and fire that infuses us with health and potent life energy while also um, opening ourselves up to receive transmissions of higher guidance as we lay out in the sun and kind of get into a, a form of meditation where we are open to receive um, guidance from our spirits from the cosmos from the earth itself or from the sun we may begin to find a lot of clarity that can be found in this space. And actually, a lot of people, in fact, aren't getting enough sun these days. <laughs> a lot of people, I find, um, are avoiding sunlight for fear of getting sunburned or inflamed skin or um, it's just too much for them, this heat or this energy. Um, or also you know, staying inside all the time. Now we live in a world where it's so easy to just be inside all the time that we just don't um, go out and receive this potent life-giving vital energy. And this does reflect in our relationship with fire. So asking ourselves, um, how is our relationship with the sun? Do we feel scared or uncomfortable when we're out in the sun? Does it feel really intense and too much for us at certain times? Or do we feel totally at peace and within bliss in its presence and actually need and crave this, this time with the sun um, and with this heat to vitalize us? Um, and in these relationships, we can also reflect on how we're honoring our authentic expression or do we feel that we're running away from certain parts of ourselves as we run away from the sun um, running away from our light and what is asking for space um, but you know sunburning is a, a valid um, reason to uh, avoid the sun or a valid reason to be cautious <laughs> let's say not avoid but to be cautious of sunbathing for too long um as you know it, it is like something physical that is happening happening to us and can be uncomfortable and intense and so we can still enjoy the the blessings of the sun while taking care of our skin and our health um, and we can start by getting our skin more acclimated to his rays as a lot of the time it's often we get sunburned because our skin 
isn't used to so much sun um, and we can start building up the skin's tolerance by perhaps um, sunbathing at more gentle times during the day when the sun is just coming up in the early day or in the evenings before the sun goes down kind of sitting out and just um, infusing ourselves with this light um, yet also another layer of this can be our physical health and well-being as um, our skin is a vital source of information that we can dive into and explore how it reflects our inner health and well-being so um, if we are finding ourselves burning a lot and having this this heat stored in our skin and this um, inflammation and redness exploring um, why this is coming up within our beings and perhaps also another layer of this always <laughs> is our our food and so exploring whether we're eating um, as well as we can to support our our relationship with fire with our relationship with our immunity and our digestion um, whether we're supporting ourselves in deep nourishment and health or do we find ourselves eating maybe in ways that perhaps satisfy our taste buds but aren't offering our body what it needs um, and also kind of back to sunbathing <laughs> is um, sunbathing naked in fact is one of the best things in my opinion to to do on a beautiful sunny day <laughs> um, just letting all the parts of you enjoy this moment of reverence for the sun and the earth and for ourselves um, for sunbathing can also be a beautiful gift for ourselves to receive this beautiful nourishment and this invigorating energy and all parts of our skin in fact carry these receptors um, that long to be kissed by the sun and his rays to infuse us with vitamins and nourishment and a lot of times certain parts of our skin gets a lot of sun and other parts don't get any sun or very little sun like our titties or our yonis or our butts uh, so <laughs> um, offering a space where you know we're, we feel comfortable somewhere where perhaps we won't be disturbed or we feel okay to do this um, just getting naked and allowing these parts to also be blessed and kissed by the sun's rays and um, yeah be invigorated in this way uh, another practice that we can do with the sun is sun gazing um, I know that We've been told to avoid eye contact or contact with the sun at all costs in fear of this damage or danger that the sun may harm our eyes. And um, for sure this is valid, but there are, I mean, I think that we all know when enough is enough to look at the sun, uh, but intentionally and mindfully gazing into the light of the sun is actually a powerful practice that heals our eyes and heals our energy and heals our bodies in so many different ways as we are being directly infused with this uh, this light energy this full spectrum of light um yeah and this expands our beings and tends our inner fire and we can practice this in a safe way of course um so 
during the early day when this watching basically the sun rise or the sunset when the sun is still very gentle in the sky um, is the perfect time to practice this um, it is yeah his rays are inviting in this time to um, be directly gazed at is much more gentle and it's also an opportunity to align ourselves with the rhythms of the sun if we maybe begin to wake up with the sunrise and do a little gazing practice and watch the sunset um, as we gaze into it is a beautiful way to also take a moment of presence to see a beautiful wonder that exists every day twice a day in this world that so many people just miss <laughs> um, and kind of coming back to the space of reverence for the earth and the sun and the rhythms that they carry and the way that they vitalize us. And so just taking this time to look directly yet softly into the sun, sitting in a meditation or deep introspection, um, reflecting on perhaps our day, our beings, or using this time to connect with this fire energy and reflecting on how this manifests within us, how our heart is feeling in this space, how is our inner fire burning, do we feel aligned with it, or do we feel like there is a, a piece missing? Um, and again, inviting a space of transmissions to be received uh, and this higher wisdom to, to be taken into our beings And this can be a rather uh, intense practice when one is beginning and maybe not so used to uh, doing it or looking into the sun. Um, and so one way that we can be supported in this way is to cover one eye with the, your palm and just gaze at the sun with your other eye. Um, somehow this becomes a lot easier and more gentle and so just starting with one eye at a time, taking some moments to infuse um, this eye with light and just to gaze for some moments. And then after a while, when you feel ready, you can switch and cover the first eye and reveal the, the other eye to the sun and allow it to be infused with this energy. And this supports in building your eyes tolerance to this practice. Um, and at some point when we feel ready, we can uh, move on to gazing with both eyes and invigorating both of them at the same time. Yeah. Um, and we can also ask ourselves, do we feel resistance coming up with these practices? Um, and if yes, th this can be an invitation to explore where this fear or um, uncomfortable energy is coming from and holding space to release these tensions of what we've been told to be harmful or inappropriate um, and what is good for us instead we can begin to explore the ways that the natural world is always offering us the support and the healing that we need and everything we we need to heal is we already have it's all around us and we can begin to open our hearts fully into the trust of our precious sun, into this precious life that, that feeds all things. <laughs> mm. 
And we can also work with fire more directly in, in certain ways to connect with this energy and to, to tend to our souls in this way. Um, like, you know, collecting wood and building a fire directly uh, ourselves. You know, lighting it and tending to it and, and nurturing it. Um, it can be a really beautiful practice of presence where you just go out there into the woods or wherever you may be and, you know, start collecting wood yourself to, um, to build this fire and to tend to this fire rather than, you know, a lot of people nowadays are just kind of buying wood and stuff, which, I mean, is also... Uh, valid we live in a world where perhaps not everybody unfortunately has access to this but taking the opportunity to just even explore your neighborhood you you'll be surprised at what you can find um and perhaps it it won't be like a, a daily practice depending on where you are but using this as an opportunity to hold a really special ritual um where you can build this fire and light it and nurture it and also nurture your intimate connection with it. Perhaps it's the first time you're ever building a fire yourself and this is a really big milestone <laughs> and really uh, inspiring and strengthening um, to be able to take this power within ourselves and to do it ourselves. It can be really empowering. Um yeah, and perhaps even cooking food on it. So uh, building a fire and preparing our food outside and using this fire to cook our food. Um, it's a beautiful way to plug back into our ancestral practices. Um, for this is how they also communed with fire on a daily basis and cooked their food with this vital energy. And noticing perhaps how our food tastes different when we um, cook it under a fire you know it, it tastes smoky and perhaps full of this energy that feels and tastes different than when you cook it on an electric stove or even a gas stove um, and this can also be a really beautiful empowering experience to be so plugged into this primal way of being again um and perhaps also inviting some friends and family to sit around this fire with you and to share stories, to share experiences, um, or just sit around together, around his light, and gaze into it together. There's like a fly around that's disturbing. <laughs> um, yeah, and creating a space to deepen your connections with each other, to be present in this moment together, and you know, without devices or a TV or maybe even without, um, you know, speakers or music, maybe with different instruments and you can sing together and play music. And just experiencing and being present within the fullness of all that the fire can offer us. Um, connecting back into this primal way, into this ancestral way of our grandfathers and our grandmothers. <laughs> um, practicing our art and creating channels for our creativity to be expressed in whatever forms they come in. Also in this space, um, flame gazing can be 
a beautiful way to invigorate our eyes and our beings. Um, smelling the smoke and the wood burning, feeling the warmth that is radiated onto your skin from this space and also deep within you. Listening to the wood snap, crackle, and pop and tasting the smoky flavor of the food that has been delicately cooked above a fire. Tuning into all of our senses in this experience and how they all are touched. Also collecting wood or ash from a fire that we have sat around or connected with um, can be either a way that we collect this totem for us to carry around as protection or to lay in certain places in our house to protect the space or to purify the space or to carry on ourselves whenever we go um, emerge into the outside world and feel like we need this extra protection. Or we can also use this ash that we collect and spread it um, cooled, of course, or perhaps a bit warm um, on our bodies. For ash um, carries this very potent purifying and cleansing energy. Um, energetically, um, it, it clears away anything that no longer serves us. It cleans our aura and lightens our beings. Um, yet also physically, it is antibacterial and often used as uh, a soap or made into soap. Mm. So it can be used to physically clean our skin and our bodies and our hands. Mm. We can also explore places that we feel tie us to the energy of fire upon the earth. For example, hot springs or volcanoes or deserts, maybe even saunas. And we can uh, be in this space and explore how we feel here, what begins to surface within us when we sit around a sauna, for example, or watch a volcano's fearsome force. Um, is there anger or uncomfortable feelings coming up? Is there awe and inspiration and excitement? And exploring this space. Also collecting um, fiery stones uh, that feel called to us. Like some that either we feel carries this, this potent energy or is maybe red or yellow or orange and we feel ties us to this energy. Or perhaps even other objects in general that we feel tied to that connect us to our inner light. And also, um, in this way, we can work with colors um, that resonate with fire, the colors of red, orange, yellow, and gold. So perhaps carrying these sacred objects with us or wearing them as jewelry, um, or wearing clothes that are these colors also. Um, where in a day where maybe we feel like we would like this support of fire, um, this strength and courage to do something that needs to be done, 
and we can resonate and sync up with this energy as we work with these colors. Mm. Also, we can practice some hearth magic. <laughs> so diving into the beauty that is cooking and brewing and medicine making. We can explore this tool for creative expression. Um, that's even more potent when it's cooked over a fire. <laughs> um, I know I love cooking and perhaps that is also another layer of my intimacy with this fiery energy. I just find it can be um, a very potent cre creative outlet for me um, and I have a lot of fun in this space. So maybe also exploring uh, the different ways that you enjoy cooking and in this way you can also tend to and ritualize the process of preparing your food and nourishing yourself and offering a gift of reverence to your body that gives you exactly what you need and supports your vitality and supports your digestion. Um, we can also create potions of solar infusions um, which are basically water with different herbs, kind of like you would make a tea, except instead of, um, you know, boiling water and putting some tea in there or boiling the tea, you prepare it and leave it out in the sun for the day or a few days to be infused by the, uh, by the light of the sun. And in this way, it carries a, a different energy. It carries the energy of the sun and we may drink this and be uh, blessed by this. Mm. Another ritual that we can practice um, with a fire is writing down certain intentions for manifesting and then burning them. Um, and this can be practiced under the darkness of the new moon, which also supports the, the energy of manifesting new intentions and clarifying these intentions. Um, and so burning them uh, in this ritual transmutes them uh, from this, this intention in, so that it may be heard and blessed and received in a physical form or received in the ways that we need. Um, and the other end of this uh, ritual <laughs> is a releasing ritual uh, where instead of writing what we want to manifest, we write down um, different attachments or things that we wish to let go of, things that aren't serving us and we want to release from our being. Um, we can even burn physical belongings in this way that we feel that we don't want to carry with us anymore or uh, release their energy. So this can be practiced under the light of the full moon, which supports this releasing um, and inviting in new energy that benefits us in the ways that we need and, and supporting us in de detaching ourselves from what doesn't serve anymore. I could, <laughs> I feel, go on and on with the so many different kinds of rituals. <laughs> um, these just kind of started to flow um, really easily with me as, like, 
I guess I noticed that I, I practice a lot of um, fiery rituals. <laughs> and so there was just a lot that I know and that I, I resonate with a lot um, and that I connect with. And so there's a lot that came up. But um, yeah, there's just a few more that I would like to touch on that you guys can explore and practice within yourselves. Um Another one is sex magic, or fire is this sexual potent energy of passion and creativity. And, you know, uh, our sexual energy is our creative energy. They are one and the same. They perhaps are expressed in different ways or channeled in different ways, but we can also work um, within our sexual energy and our sexual experiences. Um in ways that support our creativity. Um, so working with a certain intention, um, either with uh, a partner or individually when we are making love, to heighten and amplify these manifestations into a potent creative energy. Um, perhaps asking for clarity in a project or, or also using this time to heighten and amplify our creative energy so that we may work more um, intensely or passionately within a certain project that we're starting or um, nurturing. And also just in general exploring our own sexual expression, what it looks like for us, what it longs for and craves and, and the way that it asks to be nurtured um, and seeing whether we are giving it what it needs in this way, whether we are being honest with ourselves and with our expression, um, or do we feel that we're holding back in some ways or not being totally honest with ourselves. And so holding a space for us to just explore this and to realign ourselves with our, our true natures, our true expression, and uh, showing compassion for it also for it is all beautiful and perfect. Um, and of course we can, in all of these different workings with elements or spirits, uh, creating an altar is a beautiful way to honor and work with these specific energies that we are calling forth. And so creating an altar perhaps dedicated to this energy of fire or our own inner passion and creativity to be honored, to be seen, to be sat with and meditated upon. So perhaps bringing in one's sacred objects and candles and incense and creating a space where we can connect to this energy in this way. Maybe using the candles to um, speak our prayers into and allow it to be amplified and raised up into the heavens and heard. Also, um, holding this space of meditation where we can gaze into the flame and maybe just stay in this space where we clear our minds and just watch how the flame moves and changes and flows contemplating this energy or we can also use this opportunity as a divination practice so perhaps seeing what images come through what transmissions come through 
as we gaze into the flame or also as we gaze into the smoke that rises from the flame. Yeah. Of course, there are many um, rituals that one can, can practice with fire and also with all of these different elements that we're talking about. Um, and as I speak of them, of course, they are in relation to my own experience of them. So um, I invite you to explore what all of this looks like for you and how it is expressed within you or how you feel this energy is carried out that perhaps look looks different than mine. Um, of course, it is all overlapping and interlacing with each other. Like as I was um, going through all of this, there there are a lot of similarities between fire and air, for example, or how all of these different energies in, interplay with each other and link up and support or tame each other in different ways. So yeah, um, fire is also an embodiment of summer within the seasons. Um, it is the heat of the hot summer sun that it radiates off of the ground and that you can sometimes see in the air as like these heat waves. Um, it is the time when the heat is strong and consistent, when the land dries out and heat is radiating from everyone and everything. <laughs> this is when our own internal fire is burning bright and strong. Um, perhaps we feel a stronger creativity present during this time that longs to move and be expressed. And perhaps we have this potent energy within us that is uh, doing all these projects and having this kind of action energy. Or perhaps um, it can also be a lazy time <laughs> for siestas and, you know, chilling just under the summer sun, basking in this, this weather. For it's a, it's a delicate line between um, the potent creative energy of the summer when things are alive and vital and bursting with life and when um, it becomes so hot that you just want to chill. <laughs> and enjoy the, the heat and the sun or enjoy being at home or doing things perhaps more slowly. Um, there are many different layers to this expression that we can explore. And perhaps, um, like I've mentioned before, we don't necessarily feel this summer creative energy in the time of the summer. Perhaps it, it comes to us um, as another layer of this spring energy that comes forth with also a lot of this uh, creativity and energy to to bring things forth. Um, yet fire brings us back to what is true to us when we feel lost. So we may ask ourselves, am I in alignment with my heart? What does my soul sing for? And taking the courage he offers us to follow our true paths to follow our hearts wholeheartedly, even when it is scary and unknown. He offers us the, the courage and the bravery to, to go forth into that uh, good night. Fire aligns also with string instruments. Um, 
the radiant electric energy of fire is vibrated through the strings that are plucked for also fire is manifested as electricity um this more this different form um that can be explored through uh, playing around with this instrument and connecting ourselves um back into this energy through this exploration And as a deeper contemplation of fire, we may begin to reflect on all the forms that fire can take, or at least some of the forms, uh, for fire is always changing and can embody many different things. But uh, just to name a few, it can be a spark, a bonfire, or a wildfire. Um, and this is a window into our own inner fire and how it lives within us and how it is expressed. So asking ourselves, does my inner fire burn hot and fast, yet is it short-lived? And how can I tend to my inner fire so that it is strong enough to sustain life, to sustain itself and to sustain these ideas without burning out? Is my inner fire like a wildfire, uncontrolled and fearsome? How can I express myself in a supportive, healthy way? How can I take back my own inner power and not harm those around me or myself? Are the flames within me too tame, too reliant on others? How can I feel my own passions? How can I feed my own passions? How can I be my own source of warmth? And all of these forms have their place in one situation or another. They all offer their medicine and serve a purpose um, in their own unique and important ways. Yet we can use them as tools for our own inner reflection in this way to see the patterns of our own behavior and how to work through our own healing and our own expression. Like a, a short-lived spark um, carries with it still the potential for life and a destructive wildfire clears away what needs to die so that new life may grow. It is healing ecosystems within its destruction. And the calm creative force of a bonfire is steady and it's a glow that sustains life itself and maintain, maintains life. And so playing with these different forms in this life and integrating them in different moments as we need them to support our journey, to support our self-discovery. Yeah. And there's many, there's many layers to this, so... Um, asking these questions to kind of prompt our own inner reflection and see what comes up and to see how it has been coming up. Yeah, that's, um, that's fire. <laughs> that's um, mostly what I wanted to touch on today, um, exploring these different invitations for reflection and how we may ritualize these practices and connect with fire in this way. Um, yeah, 
I hope you enjoyed this and got what you needed and got the medicine that was asking to come through. Um, and I would love to hear from you guys um, how this experience has been so far from you, the different things that have been coming up and how it's like offered a space, if it has, of your own inner reflection. Uh, so feel free to reach out to me um, my Instagram is linked to the podcast, so feel free to reach out to me in this space and um, and yeah, we can talk about this together, go perhaps more in detail on certain things if you have any questions. There is uh, one more element, physical element anyway, that is uh, coming forth. So soon this um, this series will come to an end and with it uh, a deeper sense of understanding of ourselves and the elemental world and how they are intimately tied together how they play around with each other and in these intricate ways and hopefully we established a deeper connection with the natural world in this way a deeper understanding of her workings and her rhythms and how they are reflected also within us. So thank you so much for joining me again in this space. May we be blessed and supported. May we find our own inner peace and safety within these turbulent times of fear and um, destruction in different ways. Or Fire in its shadow can actually be a mindlessly destructive force in its deep, dark shadows. Um, it can be the war that is manifesting in, in this world. And it is scary and fearsome and dark in some ways. May we find this peace within ourselves to honor our own inner fire so that we can share this light in a way that uplifts all beings, that supports life itself, and that supports this peace so that we may all enjoy its blessings.